Welcome back. This is Miriam Knight from New Consciousness Review, and we're delighted to have with us today Ina Siegel. She is the best-selling author of The Secret Language of Your Body. This book is in its fourth printing in Australia and New Zealand, where Ina lives, and has recently been launched in the U.S. The wisdom in this book belies Ina's tender years, and she actually looks like barely out of her teens, but it was hard won, I understand. Ina, can you tell us about the terrible illness you had as a teenager and how it influenced the course of your life? Yes, Miriam. Well, what I had was um, I had everything from digestive problems to a skin condition called psoriasis to anxiety, but the thing that uh, was the most painful was I had back pain. And uh, I got to the stage where I was about 20, and uh, I had been suffering with the back pain for over five years. And uh, I had been seeing everyone from doctors to physiotherapists, um, you know, chiropractors and alternative medical, uh, alternative practitioners, and I wasn't actually getting better. And to a point where I woke up one day, and I felt like my back was twisted, and it looked twisted, and it was just I was in agony. And I mean, I had already had some experiences of not being able to walk, you know, for days. So this was just getting to a point where. I didn't even know what to do, how to lie down, how to sit, or, you know, because it, it was just agony. And so I asked my husband to take me to the chiropractor's office. And when I got there, I um, came out and the chiropractor looked at me and he pronounced that my body was stuck. And I said, I know that part. What are you going to do about that? And he said, nothing. And uh, I didn't, you know, I was like, did I hear that correctly? What do you mean nothing? And he said, um, your body wants to be stuck, go home. Now, I was so, so angry and mad on the way home that I didn't feel as much pain, you know. But when I got home, I started reflecting on what he had said, and uh, I realized that my body was communicating with me. It was talking a particular language, but I wasn't hearing it because to me it sounded Japanese. So I decided that um, I, was, I made a decision that I was going to heal myself because I just could not handle that kind of pain for much longer. And so because I had studied acting for quite a while, I knew how to meditate and had well, a little bit about meditation and how to relax my body and uh, breathe and, and um, you know, visualize. So I decided I was just going to use anything that I could think of. And so basically I placed my hands on my back for support and I started breathing into um, my body but very deeply. And uh, I also wanted to get my mind involved so I started counting backwards from 30. And then as I was doing that, I started to connect with my body and feel different emotions, especially because I also figured that I should ask my body some questions if we're going to have a conversation. So I literally started asking things like, if there was a thought that was stored inside my body that was causing this pain, what would it be? If there was a feeling, what would it be? You know, if there was a, an energy or, you know, I even asked if all this pain was mine because it just seemed like there was too much of it. And I realized that I had also been taking on 
um, a lot of energy from other people because I was a nice person. And so I started saying, I'm willing to let this go, I'm willing to let this go. And I also said, if there is something that's divine out there, I'd like help and I'd like it right now. And I felt this warmth going through my body like a gold light. And uh, I could see exactly what my body, my, you know, as I was connecting, I could really see my back, like exactly what it looked like, all twisted and inflamed. And as all this was going on, I got to be more relaxed, and I literally fell asleep. And the next morning when I woke up, about 70% of the pain was gone. My goodness. And I knew it was real. You know, it's interesting. A lot of intuitives... Um have to go through a dark night of the soul and then they finally call out for help and that's when they get some kind of awakening. Do you, do you think that's what happened to you? Well, I kind of feel, when you say I feel like, um, the, you know, um, divine energy had been knocking on the door for a while. I just uh, wasn't, you know embracing it in the way that I guess, you know, in the way that I needed to to get onto my life's purpose and I, I feel like on this level it there was definitely an agreement that I had made to do this kind of work. So this was, you know, the best way to awaken. Mm-hmm. You developed it into a practice that you call visionary intuitive healing. Can mm-hmm. you tell me what this is and what it involves? Yeah, well, what I decided after a while um, that was that I wanted to teach people about how they could really heal themselves. And because I had seen so many people by that stage, you know, I had uh, started doing private healing sessions and uh, I could uh, see how and I experienced how people were getting better, especially because I always gave people homework to do, you know, and that involved different processes of relaxation, you know, some acupressure points, some uh, visualization, connecting to divine energy, you know, and working with that whole uh, higher kind of um, higher energy. And so I was seeing amazing results, just really, really amazing. And so I decided that, and people kept asking me to teach, you know, and uh, I really actually waited until I was about 25, you know, for, for about five years. I right thought old I was age of 25. Yeah. <laughs> and I got the message, actually, from um, a higher source that when I was 24 that I would be ready to teach when I was 25. So I, you know, prepared for a year, and I, I put this course together, which, you know, I called Visionary Intuitive Healing because I wanted to, I wanted to be like a visionary, but I wanted people to be, you know, more like visionaries in their lives and move forward and and rather than get stuck. And I wanted people to connect to their intuition and their, their healing ability and wholeness. So I um, created different processes from connecting to divine energy and working with it and cleansing your body to working, you know, with people and, and energies between the people, you know, between us so that we could communicate better to, I decided to work on the nine chakras first rather than just the seven because I found the other two were really important as well, you know, connected to more of our soul and kind of things that happened to us on uh, higher levels. Are the other levels. two above or below or one of each? Say that again. Uh, the other two chakras, is it above your oh. crown or... Where is it? Yeah, 
Down to our above, you know, so that the eighth one, which is about the Akashic Records, and the ninth, which is your soul chakra, and there are definitely more that I teach later on, but this was kind of my beginning of trying to help people to understand how we can uh, both heal using those chakra energies and manifest things, but I also taught people about the physical body and how they could uh, start communicating with their bodies and understand its language and what it was talking about and how it was, you know, giving us messages and also how we can help other people heal. So it was kind of a combination of many different things and also how the, you know, the the whole law of the universe works. So it was a combination of many different things. So do you think anyone can develop their intuition as you have or is it, uh, are you particularly talented at it? I think that all of us have that innate capacity to do it, you know. And I think some people are, you know, it, it's easier for them, it's more natural for them than for others, the same way as some people are really good at math and others have the potential to do it, but they're not as good. Um, so I think that it really depends on people's desire and their focus and, you know, whether they want to increase their intuition or not, you know, but I definitely have never met anyone who couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, just for some people, it's easier. So you you set out to write this book to give people the tools to heal themselves. Is that right? Definitely. I wanted to bring uh, a new level of awareness to people, you know, and uh, I know that there are quite a few people in the world who've heard the whole idea that you can heal yourself and uh, that we, we can do it. But so many, even even people who are that open have come up to me because I've traveled all around the world and they've said, well, I know that, that, you know, that it's possible, but I don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. So when I was writing my book, I really wanted to, I really put myself into a position of um, a reader, you know, and uh, I wanted to write a book that I would want to read and I would want to work with, you know. So I started with putting, uh, writing about all the systems of the body, uh, systems of the body, because I wanted to understand them, but also all the parts of the body, and uh, you know, and I wanted to understand the different lessons and also what cre- you know, what could help us create a disease, you know, and by or a problem in our bodies, what kind of attitudes, what thoughts, what emotions, what actions, you know, what kind of ways of living our lives could contribute to having problems inside the body. And then I thought, well, how would I go about healing that? How would I go about transforming this, and not just in terms of pain, but in terms of how people live their lives? So that's you know, where I started focusing on making the processes in the book, they had to be, you know, I had a criteria, they had to be simple, easy, a child could do them, but they had to be effective and they had to not take too long because I know everybody's busy, you know, and then, and we had to use everything that was natural inside our own bodies, you know, whether it was visualization, relaxation, movement, breath, um, voice, you know, pushing different points in our body or massaging them or holding positions um, or reprogramming our minds. But, and I tried to kind of bring it all together and connect it. 
Yes, I, I noticed that you you kind of start out very much along the lines of Louise Hay and Carolyn Mace in mm-hmm. delineating the, the the emotional thought patterns surrounding each or the, the diseases of each organ system. But you mm-hmm. seem to take it a step further by pulling in a whole arsenal of uh, approaches that you can take. I, I'm really curious, how did you come up with the the one about color? Well, actually, with the colors, I've always really loved colors and been attracted to colors. And uh, I decided that I wanted to um, really explore that aspect, you know, because I had worked with lots of children and I found the children were completely receptive to color. And even my own children, when they were younger, I would in, in terms of meditation, I would ask them to visualize different colors, especially because they used to be in the same room and they would, you know, create a lot of havoc before they went to sleep. So I figured I needed to find a way to help them. And so I, was, I decided to teach them about different colors, like blue was for relaxation, meditation, and pink was for love and happiness, and yellow was to feel good and bright and, you know, mm-hmm. and joyful and so on. And so we did that every night. And then one day I actually found that my daughter came home from uh, from uh, kindergarten and she was in a bad mood and she said, Mommy, I'm not happy. And my son was in another room. And when he heard that, he literally just ran into the kitchen where she was standing and he said, Quick, quick, look at pink, look at pink, you're going to be happy. <laughs> and she... You know, she said, but I'm wearing pink. And he said, look at it. Quick, quick, look at it. And so it was funny, you know, because her state changed really quickly once she did that. And it was very funny as well. And so, you know, when I was writing the book, I just wanted to research it. And I, you know, and I realized that literally people had used color healing for thousands and thousands of years before there was anything known as, you know, um, modern medicine and they used it to heal all sorts of different conditions so I did a lot of research on it and then I wanted to find a way that was that people didn't just think about it but they could feel it and so I figured out that if you rub your hands together rubbing every finger which already gets your whole body kind of working because every finger has acupressure and acupuncture points and your whole system gets heated up then if you place your hands just next to each other, you start to feel this tingling sensation, which means you're already feeling energy. And then if you bring a color in, let's say like red, you start to feel more heat or more heaviness or, you know, this, the, the sensations in your hands change. And so I actually felt people could touch colors, not just, you know, visualize them and then take them in vibrationally. And there's many different ways of doing it. You know, uh, I get people to put their hands, uh, you know, on their chest or wherever they've got pain and taking it in through their breath. Or you can use colors for, you know, you can put water in um, a glass and then um, visualize a color around it and uh, the water it takes in that those colors, you know. You can wear colors. You can eat colors, you know. Uh, in ter- well, I mean, in terms of food or, you know, 
the, the colors that we choose for our clothes or we can paint our houses. So I just felt we, we had colors all around us and it was such an easy way to heal and, uh, and feel better. So how would someone go about connecting with their body and releasing a problem? Well, the first thing that they need to do, Miriam, is that they need to become aware of if their body is numb or not, or if it's you know more energized and uh, and alive. And what I find is that a lot of people's bodies get numb because they just push everything down, you know, and they just keep going and going and going. And so what I say is that if you can actually shake and move your body before you try and connect to it, then your connection is going to be much better. And I teach people how to do that in all of my uh, workshops. And then I get people, once they kind of awaken their bodies and they, start, and they tell me, oh, you know, it feels like the energy is moving and I feel more alive, then I get them to breathe really deeply and slowly because breath is so, so important. And once we've done that, I say to them, now close your eyes, focus internally Soften your body and relax it, and then start to um, find the place where you have pain or tension or you want to get a message from that part of your body. Place your hands on it, and by placing your hands on it, you are creating that connection because your brain starts to, and your mind starts to go, oh, okay, this is where we need to focus. So then the nervous system brings all the energy and messages to that part of your body that you, uh, you know, you put your hands on. And then your hands in themselves have healing qualities. You know, every finger is connected to a chakra and, again, acupressure points and, you know, in different organs as well as the fact that you do actually have another chakra in your hands. So all of that starts to create that healing process. And then after that you start asking questions through a means of exploring by doing things like I've already mentioned, Mm -hmm. saying, You know, if I had a thought pattern or a thought that was stored in this part of my body and my body could share this thought with me, what would it be? And then you keep breathing and letting the thought come to you. And then you say, if there was a feeling, what feeling would it be? And you let the feeling come to you. And then you say, well, if there was an experience, what would it be? You know, and then experience comes to you or an image. And then you can even say, is this mine or did I pick it up from someone else? And this is a very interesting one because often people will feel or see their parent, one of their parents as their teacher and or someone that they know that they've picked up some energy from, mm-hmm. you know. And just by doing that, the body starts to communicate with you and it's like it awakens. And then I give people many other processes to work with to release pain and, you know, and to reprogram the body and to change it. Fascinating. I understand that you've been supported by medical doctors in your work. How do the spiritual and medical approaches work together? Well, I really think that the idea is to be integrative, you know, because... You know, I've been doing this for more than 10 years, and I have seen people where they really do need medical help, you know, and I'm the first one to say if I I tune into their bodies and I see what's going on and 
and I think that they need to have an X-ray. I'll be saying you really need to go and you know and have an X-ray. You need to see a doctor just so that you can understand what's going on. And I have been very fortunate because I um, worked with a few integrative doctors in Australia where we actually worked together and we taught some workshops together. And honestly, it just worked brilliantly because they totally believed in what I was doing, you know, and they supported me and they sent a lot of clients to me. I was so busy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, from people that they sent to me. And uh they were saying, you know, that this is a really great way to work together. And so I think that there is definitely a place for both and we need to connect together and this way we can help a lot more people. That's that's absolutely wonderful and encouraging. It's encouraging that the, the, the medical doctors are realizing the value of these kind of approaches. Yeah, you know, and some of them were asking me to work, you know, on them and on their families, <laughs> and it was just great. You talk in your book about a one-minute process that anyone can do to help heal a part of the body. So, mm-hmm. since everyone has one minute, do you think we could do the process now? We can, and the process that I talk about is related to color healing. And so if people have already heard you know, what I've said about color healing, then this is going to be even easier for them. So what I say is you always have to relax your body in order to get some healing because it works better when your body is softer. And so you take a few deep breaths, you relax your body, and uh, sometimes you need to tighten your body to relax it as well and then you rub your hands together and you visualize you know and and then you you place them next to each other and then you visualize color green because green is fantastic for healing all sorts of um conditions you know especially pain or anything you know that's uh, wrong with the body and then you make it grow as big as possible and then once you've done that you Place your hands just above or on the part of your body where you have pain or a problem and you breathe it in like as if you're kind of sucking that energy inside yourself. And then you visualize this green light moving through that part of your body and releasing all the density, you know, dissolving it literally. And then I ask people to repeat the word clear several times. And the reason for that is because that word is programmed to release um, density and pain and other things out of your body make you feel lighter and it works great on your brain and your mind and your nervous system so it clears it all up and then you know it improves your memory and then, and you say that for about you know 15 20 seconds until you, you feel lighter word, you but, repeat the word clear yeah mm-hmm. you know and so this way you're, you're really programming your body and you're saying clear this out and also I want to be clear and I want to have some space in my body and so on and you know people can use all sorts of colors they don't have to use green they can use red that's another fantastic color for pain relief you know and for energy when people don't have much energy they can use yellow when they need to concentrate better they can use blue to relax 
their bodies, if they have any respiratory conditions, they can use orange because that's fantastic for it. Or emotions that are stuck that they want to deal with, orange is also fantastic for that. If they have uh, issues with their eyes, they might want to use purple because that's another, you know, a great color for that kind of, you know, anything to do with the eyes and the brain, purple is good for so this is the kind of things I write about and things that we can do just to, to kind of interfere with the, how the nervous system works as well because so often it gets programmed to be stressed and by doing this one minute, two minutes processes during the day several times a day, you really start to um, change how the nervous system works and how it processes information inside the body. And you're, you're actually making friends with your body instead of trying to bludgeon it into submission. Exactly, you know, and, and we need to become friends with our bodies because they're amazing. And I had to actually do quite learn about anatomy and physiology of the body and I was just amazed, like just amazed at the intelligence that the body has. And this is why I, I say to people at the beginning of every process, you've got to, you know, to to say divine healing intelligence because we already know we have an intelligence inside us but there's also something higher and the body's just amazing. Well, I think your book is amazing, Ina, and I, I warmly recommend it to anyone who is concerned about their health and, and whether they want to cure something or you know improve something or just keep healthy as they get older. So, Ina, where, where would they go to find out more about you? What's your website? My website is inasegal.com, and that's I-N-N-A-S-E-G-A-L.com. And um, there's a lot of information on uh, my book and lots of articles, and I have a blog, you know, where people can literally email me questions and I answer them, and I put up lots of little processes, well, I should say not little, but uh, short ones mm -hmm. that work that people can use that may not be in the book. So I'm always updating and uh, writing new things, so people should definitely check it out. And they can also join me on Facebook or Twitter and you know get information about what I'm doing on that particular day. <laughs> That's great. Well, uh, I would ask any listeners who have amazing experiences trying this process that you described, to please send us an email or leave us a comment. And, Ina, I would like to thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Miriam. It was really fun. And this has been a podcast of New Consciousness Review, an online community where you can find, review, and talk about books and films that can change your life. You'll find us at ncreview.com. I'm Miriam Knight, and I hope you'll join us next time when our guest will be Jim White, the author of a trilogy called The World is a Safe Place. Until then, goodbye.